or good afternoon, wherever you are. Welcome to Life with Baby Doll. My name is Wynell. And my name is Paul. And we are so glad to be back with you again today. And we have a couple of uh, milestones. So first of all, we're excited because it is episode, although it says episode number nine, because we started with zero, so ground zero. But today, technically, we are recording our 10th episode, so I think we're going to get a little bonus certificate for that, so that's quite cool, isn't it? We made it to 10 (laughs) weeks. 10 weeks. Can you imagine? We have been doing this, so we're very proud of ourselves for staying consistent with this, and we're going to keep being consistent. And just a couple of, uh, you know, some quick stats. We're really excited about the fact that we're now in 33 countries. Wow. That's amazing, isn't it? And we are in over 116 cities. So moving up the ranks there, and we're loving all the feedback and stuff that we're getting. So last week, babe, we talked about fun productivity hacks. Mm -hmm. We got a lot of comments and lots of people writing to us, sending us voice messages, saying how much they loved them. They were going to try some of them. So if you did try some, we'd love to hear from you. That was very encouraging to, to, to get that feedback. Yes. And also so quickly. Yeah. Um, loved the fact of different people saying that they were going to try to start eating the same thing for breakfast. That was the one that kind of made people laugh the most. <laughs> we talked about picking out your clothes the night before, uh, which is something that you always do, babe. Um, yeah. And uh, then we talked about, you know, um, also going to bed early, getting up early. Just if you want to go back and listen to it, obviously, it's the the last one we did, Fun Productivity Hacks. So today we're doing one called Extra Bonus Fun Productivity Hacks. And that's because we wanted to kind of press in a little bit deeper. We did some like basic ones last week, but we wanted to press in a little bit deeper about some things that... Hopefully, we'll really help you whether, again, like we said, business, whether you're a student, whether you're on a job, whether you're just a stay-at-home mom, um, whatever. These are things or hacks that we hope uh, will help you. So first thing that we're going to talk about, babe, is everyone has a peak energy window. Now, uh, let me just qualify and I'll explain you know, obviously we all have the same amount of time. So that's the good news. Doesn't matter what country you're in. We all have 24 hours in the day, but not every hour is equal. So most people, I would say on average, will have a three to five hour a day window where your energy is at its highest. Your mind is the sharpest. And that means you can produce more than normal. And then there's other windows where you'll recognize you'll have windows of hours in the day where you feel a bit tired, uh, a bit sluggish. uh, You're kind of working in slow motion. So what's the hack here? The, the, The thing we want to talk about here is you don't want to squander. In other words, you don't want to misuse and mess up the best window that you have. So I'm just going to give a couple of examples and then, babe, I'm going to bring you in and we'll kind of talk about, because we have different peak hour windows. So For sure. <laughs> um, here we go. Um, 
let me just explain something. So what we mean is your peak hour windows means that when you're at your best, you should do your most important work. Now, a lot of people, especially leaders, end up wasting their peak hours by going for breakfast or going for lunch and sitting in meetings or even wasting that time exercising um, unless that's really your top goal is working out because of some specific reason of what you do with your business. But really, can I just give you a quick tip? Exercising, if it's not your top goal and priority of something that you're doing for some special reason, you should do that when you're feeling more tired later in the day because that's what will rescue those hours when you feel a bit sluggish. So um, basically, it's also not the time that you want to be checking emails, checking messages and all that. It's the time when you need to be the most productive. So for example, um, you know, if you record uh, videos or talks, if you are a writer or if you're working on big projects or things that you're trying to do, that's where you want to spend this time in this window. So let's talk about what are the times that these windows could be. So babe, Let's talk about your peak hour window. My peak hour is 24 hours. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, uh, because of the work that I do, um, and uh, you will remember, I had to make some adjustments uh, some years ago when I started teaching very early in the morning or mentoring earlier in the morning. Uh, most of my days, not every day, but most of my days during the week start at 5 a.m., and uh, I do a lot of my work. The biggest thrust for me, of course, I do work through the day into the evening. But my biggest thrust is that 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. window uh, when I can be uh, one moment. I could be talking to a senior electronics engineer at 5 a.m. in the morning somewhere in, in New Zealand. And then suddenly at seven o'clock, I'm talking to a CFO in Moscow, Russia. And then I'm talking to a guy in Australia. Very, that's when I'm at my peak. Right. And uh, we should qualify. Those aren't meetings. No, those that's aren't your meet- business. That's my business. That's when uh, I'm helping people write speeches, teaching them business English, talking about some through some of their problems. And, you know, yesterday, if I may just quickly just share this, I was talking with somebody who is Russian but lives in in Spain, works for a Spanish electronics company, and she was having to have a conversation with a guy in China. Wow. And uh, I had to get involved in the mix of that to help them understand each other in English. Right. And, uh, you know, at uh, 6 a.m. in the morning, your head's going boom, 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 because it's 6 o'clock here. But uh, in, in, in Moscow for her yesterday, because she was in Moscow yesterday, she left Spain to go to Moscow, was 8 o'clock in the morning, and uh, whatever time it was in China, I can't remember now, helping them uh, come to a conclusion on quite a big business deal. So right. that's the kind of things that I do, but I'm at my best, and you know this, I'm at my best early in the morning. Now, I think for me, mine has slightly changed, although I would say that you know, it depends now because hands down, believe it or not, <clears throat> excuse me, my peak hour windows were always in the evening. <clears throat> I mean, I, in the, <laughs> at night, I feel like, you know, I just come alive. I, I don't know. It's all, I've always been the same. So mm-hmm. really, 
um, if I'm honest, between somewhere the hours of 9 p.m. at night to and about... 1 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> well, 9 to about 2 o'clock in the morning, I am fired up. You know, I can just... Ideas come to me, things come to me, and I can get a lot done. I think a lot of that, too, though, the reason it helps me is because... I don't have to worry about people bothering me because no one's writing me usually at that hour. Now, I definitely try not to, I don't spend that time messaging people. I do spend that time studying, researching, putting plans together, putting projects together. However, I would say it's changed a bit for me because obviously where I have to get up early for my job and a lot of things that I do, I have noticed that as the years have gone by, I do tend to wake up earlier now, and uh, so sometimes 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm up. It's because you're getting older. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, I come and I sit down and go to work, so I find that I get the same sort of window, that because I'm working 5 to about that 8 in the morning, I find that I don't get the distractions from people trying to conduct me either because they still aren't awake, most of them. <laughs> so this it's just the first hack is you definitely need to find what is your peak hour uh, window. So remember, that's anywhere from three to five hours. And I would encourage you to work out what it is, write it down so that you know that's the time. What we're really encouraging you to do is you really need to guard that peak hour energy window so that you work on really where your mind is the sharpest and you work on your big projects and, and put together things that you want to do. But don't, not saying meetings are important, breakfast and lunches aren't important, not saying that all the other things, exercising and all, of course, is important, but not to waste your peak energy window on those things. Yeah. All right. The next thing is, uh, which you definitely, again, don't have a problem with this, and I, of course, have my way of doing it, but the second hack that we want to talk about today is you need to learn to follow a morning ritual. Now, you have a ritual above, second to none above anyone, so talk us through what what is your morning ritual about? What do you do? So he gives, uh, again, we're, we told you last week we were spinning off a bit of some stuff that Carrie Newoff shares. So um, he talks about when his window, of yeah. what his ritual is, and share a bit about okay, yours. Okay, so, so, so what I do is uh, I'm not one of those that sits and reads the Word first thing in the morning. Okay. okay. Never, never have been able When you mean the Word, you mean the Bible. The Bible, okay. So I do that later in the day. And most of the guys I work with know that I do that. But for me, if I'm going to start at 5 a.m. teaching, I will be out of bed. As you know, my feet hit the floor at 4.30, go to the kitchen, kettle morning, take a shower. While I'm showering, I'm praying, and I'm just thinking clearly about what's going to happen during the day. I And, and I pray for guidance and, and, and wisdom during the day. I take my coffee, sit at my desk, open up, and get ready for my 5 a.m. Then, when I get finished at 10, I then normally, if we have the time, you and I will sit together and we'll have a cup of coffee and spend just a few moments just sharing a few things. I always ask you, don't I, what are the overnight sensations? That's one of my favorite uh, little ones with you. We then talk and then you go your way for your work and I go my way for mine. 
take a little breakfast, maybe. Right. Um, but at the moment, as you know, I've been on this fast. And uh, so my, 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 my eating habits at the moment are not quite as structured as they used to be in the same way. But yeah, I like to plan. Uh, as you know, I'll, I'll be eating breakfast and then telling you, uh, asking you what we're going to have for dinner. <laughs> so I, I'm a planner when it comes to food. Right. So I think the important thing here is every great leader, remember, we're all leaders, we're all performers, but typically uh, the the great leaders always do the same thing at the start of each day. Of course, that can vary a bit, especially maybe you might be an athlete, so you would have a different of a routine. But the idea is that you have a set pattern of things you do. I definitely, as soon as I wake up, my first thing is I hit the shower I then usually uh, do my devotions, which is studying my Bible. I might watch a, a message, but then um, I'm straight into, I've already got a list of my projects that I'm going to be working on because I would have written those the day before. Um, I usually don't have breakfast till a little bit later, as Paul's already said, and um yeah, I think, you know, it also depends on what you eat uh, for breakfast. Uh, I know that, you know, typically people who are really trying to stay alert want to focus on high-protein stuff, so maybe fruit, eggs, meat. I think the important thing here is, babe, is we're not here to imitate anyone. We're not no. here to say that we all have the answer and that our way is the only way. But I think the importance here is you definitely need to find the routine that works for you. And if you don't have consistent habits that you work off of, you will find that two or three hours could have gone by and you've done nothing and your brain's already exhausted. So remember, routine forces your mind and body to be disciplined. So if you don't have some kind of a routine for the morning, you should start one. And, you know, I know a lot of people say, oh, but I've got kids. But I love something Carrie said here is remember that kids also benefit mm -hmm. from routines. Absolutely. And we should not just let children run wild without a routine. Mm -hmm. We should get them into a routine as well, yeah. even, if, even if it's just intentionally 30 minutes, start your day before your kids get up, and that way helps you to be a kinder yeah. uh, parent, doesn't it? Yeah. So, and, and, and I think it is important how we were raised, so the, the way some of us are raised. You are a very disciplined. Why? Because your father's disciplined. Okay? Yeah. I'm like I am because my father was a very disciplined person. He Not disciplined in the way he disciplined me. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about in the way he was and what I saw. Mm -hmm. And uh, so even when I was in high school, I was out every day at 6 a.m. delivering newspapers. Right. I had that back in the 60s, you know, when I was a little boy. But, um, those are the things, that, and, and the, those kind of things stay with you. Yeah, I definitely think your raising and your background, what you've seen. But just because you haven't had that background doesn't mean you can't start. Absolutely. And it doesn't really mean that you can't learn to put yourself on a routine of some kind. And I think, you know, we did it with our uh, daughter and kids, uh, putting them on routines. Um, doesn't mean they've always stuck with it, but I know my daughter has a very rigid routine, but that's because of her job. But um, I definitely am very proud because 
She's always on time to work. She knows what time she needs to get up, what time she needs to yeah. get fed and get herself to work. So very proud of uh, the devotion she has on her job. And I know your kid's the same. Uh, Absolutely. Our Julie here, our daughter yeah. here, she's very disciplined about getting to her work on time and the stuff that she does. So I think a lot of that does have to do with, you know, just the examples that we are. So let's move on to another um, hack, and that is learn to use your distractions as rewards. So um, I just want to mention that with these hacks, remember on talking about routines, talking about your peak energy windows and things like that, a lot of times where we waste time is we have really important things to do, but we find that we have the urge to do everything that we shouldn't be doing. Now, of course, you can't really afford to do that because you're, you've got set classes. So you know they're going to start at 9. You can't very well just roll up and start at 9.15 or 9.30. No, because they're, they're writing to be, they would be writing to be saying, hello, are we meeting today? Uh, and by the way, I'm paying you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So you have to be on time. But just um, talking about these distractions. So remember, some of the distractions are you might jump on and uh, get onto social media. You know, you're checking out your Instagram page or checking out your Facebook, stopping and talking to, you know, someone and just having a chat, whether it be on the phone or if you're at work, stopping by their desk. Uh, you suddenly decide you want to raid the fridge, so you run to the kitchen. Oh, amen. Get yourself some <laughs> snacks. Or suddenly you decide you want to check out a YouTube video on how to, I don't know, uh, put together some new project well, or something. But so, you, you, do you remember I told you one day very quickly that I, I did that with your key ring? Yes. Uh, but it's knowing when to do it, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So um, our lives are full of distractions. And so here's a tip. Teach yourself that your distractions are your rewards. So, for example, uh, if you've got a big project... Um, tell yourself that you're going to work on that project for one hour um, or maybe you've got to complete five pages of something or maybe you've got to design uh, a whole activity. Whatever it is, set yourself a good, strong goal that when you complete that part, you will um, be able to scroll a bit through your social media or you'll take a uh, 10 minutes or whatever and go and raid the fridge or whatever. So learn to use your distractions mm. as rewards. And then just kind of a uh, couple of more quick ones here because we're trying to keep these from these podcasts from going too long. Um, turning off all the notifications on your devices. You know, this is one of the number one things that I do that I notice a huge difference when I am working. So what I do is when I work on a Mac and I just go right up to that little right-hand corner, I click on the Do Not Disturb, and I tell it what time or how long I want the, my notifications to be turned off. So that means I don't get notifications about WhatsApp messages, Facebook messages, text, nothing. Um, I focus on what I need to do. So um, I think that um, when you go through your settings and you begin to do that, um, maybe the only thing you might want to do is, 
you know, if you've not given your number out to a lot of people, because this depends on, you know, I, I, for example, don't give my telephone number, my mobile number out. So if I get a text, I know it's obviously, you know, really important. But just remember, a focused leader is a productive leader and a distracted leader isn't. So you need to do the things that will help you so that you can stay focused. And then finally, um, the last one we want to mention here is taking a break to find a breakthrough. That's kind of an interesting thing, isn't it? I think I posted this actually mm-hmm. on my social media yeah. not long ago. So you're here, what it just simply is talking about is sometimes it can really be difficult, uh, you know, babe, if we're trying to find that real breakthrough idea. You know, we're looking to what is the, I, I got this project. You want that light bulb moment. Yes, the light bulb moment. Um, so um, have you ever noticed that usually your best ideas come when you're not expecting them to come. Exactly. So when you're sitting there waiting and you've got a notebook in front of you and you got a pen and you're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and nothing happens. Nothing happens. <laughs> and then suddenly you're doing something else or thinking about something else or you've gone for a walk or you're just, you know, even even making yourself a cup of coffee and suddenly, boom, it hits you. Yes. So know that you're not alone. Actually, there's research that shows our brains actually connect the dots in the background when our minds are relaxed. Mm -hmm. So I have to remember that. So you might be out for a walk or a run. You might be in the shower and suddenly you think, aha, I've had my moment. (laughs) So um, I think that you know, it's really, really good for you to think about, you know, you've got an idea in your head of maybe the concepts, but then suddenly, you know, to bring it together and just that, as you said, the light bulb moment, um, have, uh, take a break and watch it just happen. Watch it, watch it evolve. Yes. Very good. Just comes. And the very last thing that we just want to share with you is always keep something, whatever it is that you use, but some kind of a capture system for your ideas. Now, you use, just on a quick one, you use an old school method. So what do you do yeah. with your ideas? I, I have little notepads, and uh, I fill up the pages. So as something comes to me, I'll sit and I'll write it down, so then I can go back to it. I call it like the little police notebook. Yeah. <laughs> But, it's the one they pull out of their pocket, but it, flip it, it over, listen, and boom. Start let let me down. just quickly tell you. I know we laugh because we've got all these devices. And what? I, let me just explain this to you. It's mainly for young people. When you've got your device in your hand, some of the young guys said to me, why don't you use the notepad on your phone? When you do, you then get distracted with other things that you see on your phone. Okay? Okay, that's a good point. All right. Now, I've worked for many CEOs over the years and, and, and presidents of corporations And even presidents of corporations used to tell us, young executives, put a little notepad in your pocket like the policeman, and when you get that inspiration, pull it out and write it down. And I still do that even today. So this is all about that, taking a break for a breakthrough. So remember, your best ideas come when you're not expecting them, so you've got to be able to capture them. So whether it's like Paul, that you like to carry a little notebook around, or whether you have an app on your phone, and like he says, maybe try not to be distracted. Um, But also, uh, there's people who use uh, Evernote app. I know our pastor loves Evernote. Um, I have another app that I use, but I also do like to write. So I keep a notebook by my bed, 
If nothing else, I quickly hit voice memo and I just record. So, hey, um, I hope these tips, again, have helped you. We just thought we'd give you a few bonus ones. And, um, yeah, hope they'll be uh, a blessing to you. And we hope that you have an amazing weekend, right? And a tremendous week in coming. Yes. So, bye for now. Please do send us your comments and feedback as we love hearing them. And we'll speak to you again soon next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.